Welcome, Highfalutin Ski Bomb Podcast, episode number 161. It is your pals, Mario and Brian. Mario, what is up? On the road to 200, and we're feeling good. We're going strong. I like it. I like where we're at right now. We're all, we're under 40 to get to that magical 200 mark. I know. It's like uh, going chasing the uh, the home run record. <laughs> yeah, right. We're right. taking our we're icing ourselves down, making sure <laughs> we don't burn ourselves out. Stretch out and have a little day off here and there, you know? Yeah, that's right. Stretch out those hammies. Get ready. <laughs> but well, yeah, you. feeling good. Good. Yeah, I know you've been uh, doing some crazy stuff and moving and not you not moving, but moving someone in. And Dude, I've been moving year, a year and a half constantly, every Oof. three or four months. Crazy. You're like a shark. Never stay put. I'm like a gypsy. My little, gypsy. You know, <laughs> get a camper and just live out of that thing. Yeah, get one of those the converted sprinters and just kind of like your place is three bedrooms. Now it's like having a five bedroom because it's like an annex. That's right. It's a mobile annex. I should get three of them and just drive around. Have some other people drive the other two. Mobile annex. It's beautiful. Just tandem, tandem sprinters. Right. Just triple tandem sprinter riding down the road. <laughs> Glue them together. They can like form Voltron or they can detach and be separate. That's it. Or a uh, double decker bus. That would work too. Ooh, yeah. He's got to watch out for those tunnels. Yeah. Do you want to have uh, lunch on the patio upstairs? <laughs> Low hanging fruit. I remember yeah. watching like one of those, uh, those like travel America shows and they were showing some of these like famous people what their, uh, their mobile homes looks like. Oh, nice. And it was this famous golfer and it was showing the way it, you know, it was like a, it was a really nice bus, I guess one of those like converted like tour buses, but it would, when it stopped, it would, open up and the whole top would pop off to give them like a couple extra feet wow. and it would get wider. I mean, it was unbelievable. It was beautiful. It's crazy. Really cool. I, I yeah. Double decker bus is underrated. Like that's like the upstairs, the deck, the rooftop, like whatever you want to call it. That's like alfresco eating. I mean, you gotta <laughs> get a grill up there. That'd be nice. You'd be grilling, be nice. going down the road at like 60 miles an hour. You're up there just grilling, just like, <laughs> all right, let me know what's going on. Gust of wind, your wiener flies off the grill. You're like, ah, come on. You want cheese on that? <laughs> you got to cook heavy food so it stays on the grill. That's right. Big hunks of meat. That's what you got. It's just smoker. A big smoker. A smoker. There you go. Because again, <sighs> you know, it takes 16 hours. Who cares? You're driving around anyway. People be following you. People are like, I'm following that smoker. What is that smell? <laughs> That's but we digress move. again. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Check us out. Skibumpodcast.com. All of our info is there. We're on the socials. Twitter.com slash Podcast. Facebook.com slash Podcast. Instagram.com slash Podcast. We are on Pinterest. It's Highfalutins. We're on YouTube. We're on Spotify. We're on iHeartRadio. Uh, we're on SoundCloud. Like We're just all over the place these days. iHeartRadio fixed the, uh, the link, so we're good. They did, right? All the episodes, all on there. I checked this this week. Logo is correct too. Uh, no, logo still, still the old, the old one. Huh? That's on yeah. me. I gotta, I gotta find We're a new. I know somewhere. You know, it's, it's something within our uh, our website. We have to put like you put a link in the RSS feed. I don't know for whatever reason. There's an old one and a new one, and the new one I couldn't override it, so I had to create a new link. And for some reason, the old one still lingers. So, well, what's weird is when we go into our account it shows the right logo. But when you look for the podcast, it shows the old logo. So it might be something with the RSS feed. So yeah, that's on me. 
So I will look into that. But we're all over the place. If you could, if you love us, which we hope you do, please go to your favorite podcasting app and subscribe and rate us. If you need help subscribing, go to the website, skibumpodcast.com slash subscribe, or just go to the site and click the button. We have some information there, how to do it. Rate us five stars would be wonderful. Uh, got some support there. If you want to send us some, some cryptocurrency, which has been doing really good lately and you probably don't want to spend it. Or if you do want to spend it, we are the best people in which to spend it on because we need to fund some other projects for the podcast. So we encourage you to do that. We got the shop. Uh, you're running out of time. You're running out of time for mother's day. Uh, yeah. You saw Sofia Vergara rocking our shirt. She was rocking it. She was rocking it. Who's the other one? Estelle Getty. Estelle Getty. Yeah. Rest in peace. Friggin' Sophia Petrillo. I got a fun post I'm going to put up either two on Sophia. Instagram. The two Sophias. Two Sophias. Well, you know what? I was going to also do Peg Bundy because then there would have been this beautiful circle of a Sophia to a Sophia who was married to Al Bundy on Modern Family, who was married to Peg Bundy on Married with Children. So there'd have been like a little weird little kind of circle thing going on there. Sophia circle. Yes. But you know, I was on the boat and I was trying to do some of the work, like the Photoshop stuff on the boat. And I'm like looking up pictures of like Sophia Vergara and I'm getting like weird looks by people and it's all uncomfortable. (laughs) Because again, she is, she's a very beautiful voluptuous woman. And most of the photos accentuate those things. So people are looking at you going like they're on the phone, but like this pervert is like, Laptop photos, on the like boat. Watching porn on the boat. What's going on? And then I have like I have one of those, you know, those like sleeves. Seen somebody commuting watching porn. I saw. So I didn't see it. My buddy uh, <laughs> Gary saw somebody watching full on porn with a headset going into work into the city in the morning. Full on porn, just sitting there, like on the bus. On the bus. Wow. That's yeah. dedication to the game, right there. Like, is he waiting? Like, is he catching up on? Did he start in the morning and he has to finish? Like, what, what's going on here? Like, because he, you're not doing anything on the bus. Was it on the way to work or from work? To work. Wow. Talking like 7 o'clock a.m. full-on hardcore porn in public. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> hey, some people need coffee in the morning. Some people need uh, fisting. I guess you know? if you want to make sure nobody sits next to you in the, in the seat next to you, put on the porn. That's a good move. Yeah. Good move. I want to see more porn on city buses. See if that oh, works. that's exactly what we need. Yeah, that's it. You know, more yeah. porn, less violence. How about that? Make mm. porn, not not war. That would actually be a really cool deterrent for people like looking at your screens, or like you could, you have something else going on, but for them, if you're not at your proper angle, sitting in front of the screen, it shows porn. Nice, a misinformation screen. I like misinformation. It. Exactly. That's right. Who needs to hide it? Just give them misinformation. Have it be like weird, like weird porn, like tentacle and, you know, like cuckold, like just weird, uncomfortable stuff. It's <laughs> like the most brutal porn you can like, have. Oh, <laughs> like humiliation porn. Like, no, no. You know, it's fucked up. People will be like, oh, I saw that one. <laughs> so into that. Five stars. Right, Tremendous. Sure. Wait, wait, wait. It's coming up now. Watch yeah. this part. Oh, <laughs> uh, so much vomit. Oh, God. So much vomit. So you had me add Sophia and Sophia. It's like the Sophia's Choice. Sophia's Choice. Yeah. Uh, right? That's, that's kind of cool. Which one? Yeah. The skier or the uh, the hoodie? It's true. Depends. Depends on your bag. 
I like Sophia's choice. I like this. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I might have check to run out. with that another few weeks. Check those out. And we've I'm trying to come up with some stuff for, for some uh some summer apparel. And I have been in, inspired but have had no goddamn time this week. <laughs> I actually want I sent you a link. I don't know if you saw it. I want to create, and we talked about it about two weeks ago. I want to create a ski themed Hawaiian shirt. Yes. And I have found a bunch of length last week. (laughs) Yeah. I found a bunch of places where you can, there's two different ways you can go. You can go with the, I am going to have this company like to send them the design. They'll make the Hawaiian shirt, or you can actually have them create the roll of fabric with the design on it. And then sew your own stuff. Dude, I think you get plain shirts and a stamper and just stamp it all over the stamp it all over. And stamp, just get the, the fabric paint and hand stamped. Dude, I want to go. I want this to be like, I want this to be like I Tommy vision. Bahama quality, like the Caribbean Joe quality. <laughs> Brian, my vision. This is handcrafted. Dude, hand, how much are those shirts? They're $615 each. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I'll have only three. It takes 20 hours to make. Yeah, right. Well, I was thinking like, you know, my mother-in-law is super into that kind of stuff. Like she's like all hippie-ish and is really good at sewing and making stuff. And she's like, make Andrea and her sisters like dresses when they were kids. I'm like, maybe I can give her this project, um, AKA making her a sweatshop employee of like sewing shirts for us. Nice. Just make the simple things. Pillowcases. Pillowcases. No, I want like, I want a custom fit Hawaiian shirt, which is an oxymoron. No shirts. We should bring back the fucking cape. That's not a terrible idea. Boom. Well, I was thinking, is there such a thing as a Hawaiian shirt onesie? Oh, there should be. There could be. Like, so it would actually be a onesie, but have like the flap for the Hawaiian shirt. Adult size onesie. Adult size onesie, Hawaiian shirt style. That should be the Sunday fun day onesie. Highfalutin ski bum onesie. And it's got to have like rubber underpants built into it because you're going to be partying and you want to be prepared. No, you got to, they call it the Texas catheter, otherwise known as the condom catheter. You basically put it on and you put the little um, hose down your, your leg out so you don't ever have to go to the bathroom. You, you have such, so much wisdom to share with us. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, Texas catheter? The only, yeehaw! <laughs> We're going to roll on with the Texas catheter. Oh the only God. thing that sunk in from working in healthcare for a little while, the odd shit that you see, you're like, wow, I can use that as, as, at a concert, you know? And it's people, not a bad idea. But they should have like party diapers, you know, like, party. I mean, look at Insure, you know, was it Insure? No, uh, Pedialyte. Remember that was like, it was like nutrients for kids. Now it's like, hey, if you're going to get hammered, you might as well take some Pedialyte before so you don't get all dehydrated. Why don't you steal this from your kid when you get home? I mean, it's, it's pretty much that company has said, you know what? People want to party and we're going to help them party. Why haven't like depends been like, listen, yeah. old people need diapers because they just go. We, these are party diapers. Depends. They make them like black and like gold Dude, like, party like, diapers. Somebody like a commercial, somebody dancing in a club. <laughs> like, do you see the line for the bathroom? I know I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> it's like, uh. <laughs> It'd be like the Mentos commercial. Uh, yeah, right? Like, oh, Mentos and Depends, Mentos and Depends. together. That's it. You get a pack of... Dependos. Oh. oh. <laughs> Dependos. I like it. Dependos. 
That's right. Every time you, you got to give them out. Every time you take a Duke. And then you have you you put like you you have to partner up with some sort of fragrance company like Aqua Du Gio, like oh. have some Armani. So when you pee in it, it actually smells like like cologne. We have a friend that can make that happen, Steve. Oh, Steve. Mm-hmm. Paging Mr. Weaver. Mr. Weaver. Mr. Weaver. Yeah. That's, that's, okay. a, that's a trillion dollar idea right there. We're we're letting out our million dollar ideas out on the public radio waves right now. We're just trying to make the world a better place. Yeah. That's, that's really that's what it comes do. down to. This is what we do. We make we make things better. Party diapers. <sighs> Boom. Party diapers. Do that actually. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some sketches on that. That could work. Pentos. Dude, all you're doing is repackage the pens as party diapers. You guys, you got to make them cool colors though, and have like designs. You sell the shit out of those in freaking um, Burning Man and Coachella, right? Yeah, dude, I got my party diapers. We should plan this for Burning Man. Yeah, that's Labor Day weekend, so we have a couple months. Coachella have like a fragranted like diaper. Oh, this is this is like the you know Aqua de Joe diaper or something. I don't know. Fucking somebody wear it. This is a Jimmy Choo diaper. Coco! <laughs> Coco! Dude, maybe Pitbull can like help sponsor this. <laughs> if anybody would be down with selling party diapers, it'd be Pitbull. Uh, we got to get like a... a Some dotted diaper. diapers. We definitely got to get like <laughs> Old Milwaukee sponsored. <laughs> the Old Milwaukee Dirty Diaper Walk uh, at Burning Man. At Burning Man. Oh, I have like an event, a Red Bull... Dirty Diaper Walk at Burning Man. Can we make them out of hemp so they're biodegradable? Uh, perfect. You could smoke them after if you want. <laughs> you can smoke your hemp. <laughs> if they're clean, you can smoke them after. <laughs> we found a way. We found a way to convert the urine to pure THC. Think about this. Listen, is there some chemistry? Made, if it was made out of weed, how many people would soil that? Right? It's right? a current. So you're fertilizing it. You're fertilizing your weed. That's You got to have a seed one. Cultivate. Ah, oh, put weed seeds in the diaper, and after you duke in it, you plant it. Cultivate. All biodegradable, good for the earth, and then you get weed afterwards. I did, did, this is a this is a quadrillion that's, dollar idea. That's a triple win right there. That's like an infinity win. Wow. All right. So you get this nice biodegradable, easily to break down with weed seeds in it. Yes. And when you're done, you just plant it. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, I like it. I like it's it. Genius. Genius. That's a genius, genius. idea. <laughs> you know what? The podcast stops now. We're just going to go work on this project. Yeah. Okay. We're back after four and hours. We're back. We, the diapers are a success. <laughs> we're doing this out of Jackson Hole right now. <laughs> yeah. God damn. Yeah. That's a good well, idea. See, this is why you listen to this podcast for that particular reason. You never know when brilliance, inspiration, you see, my uh, problem is I have these great ideas, and when I write them down, I can't read the handwriting the next day. That's yeah. That's why I got to re-listen to it. This is all documented now. The diaper, weed seed. <laughs> it's like the South Park with the uh, underwear gnomes. <laughs> it's like <laughs> hemp, weed seeds, diapers, question mark, question mark, profit. <laughs> profit. What does this mean? It's like it's the it's the answer to everything that you ever wanted. Thirty six. It's all cryptic. Thirty six. Thirty six. That's it. Um, Coachella, Steve, fragrance, Burning Man, Burning Man, Pitbull, Pitbull. That's it. It's I, happening. I'm gonna right. put these notes on later. 
And people Coming, are like, what does that mean? We could prototype them this summer. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to prototype. Prototype. Think about it. You ski all day. Plant it after. You could do it for skiing. You're going to leave a tree when you leave that area. Right? I wonder if we could if we could be called and not get a copyright infringed like under, under, under armor. Under, under armor. Under, under, under armor. From under armor. Yeah. This has got some legs. I like this. We got to work on this. This could work. How about a seedling built into, you know, like a nice like maple seedling built into the, the caboose? You go skiing backcountry all day. You're not using the bathroom. When you're done, plant that bad boy. Plant it. You know what you do? You just left a nice little seedling that's going <laughs> to propagate and be like fabulous. Propagate. Propagate. <laughs> <laughs> this could work. Speaking of Gates, I want to write Bill Gates Foundation. They, 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 they would definitely give us a few bills. Yeah, that's right. I think uh, Mars. M-A-R-S. No, this is all about Earth. E-A-R-F. That, that's afterwards. Earth. We're saving Earth. As you can tell, we've already been dabbling. It's time for our pray today. I want you to start this off because you've been on this quest, vision quest, and now you you're off the vision quest. So let, let's yeah. get going for operate today. Yeah, I'm uh, I, I'm 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 being you know full disclosure here. I was a giant failure in my attempt to take the month off of drinking. You did two weeks, right? I did two weeks ish, thirteen days. Took a little hiatus. I was gonna try to make it till the 18th of May, but I decided last saturday it was may the fourth be with you it was star wars day it was cinco de mayo weekend we went out and got some fish tacos and i was like you know what i really just want a goddamn margarita with my good. fish tacos that was a choice it wasn't a need See, that's that's you got to get to that point that's good the problem was after that <laughs> so i had saturday i had the margaritas with the fish tacos and then i ended up having wine the last like three nights uh like you know because andrea's doing her um she's doing that beach body thing the 80 day obsession so it's there's no drinking included like you can't drink during the 80 thing 80 days so she's like damn almost 50 days in already um well you know we again had the uh she had that weekend up in killington where she took a little hiatus too yeah, but she's back. You know, she's, she's, she's good. Even she's been she's done an amazing job. Yeah, she's had like one or two. Like she didn't really go crazy, but so it's kind of you open bottle of wine with dinner, and um, I had to drink the whole thing. So I drank it, and I said, you know what? Does I'm just bottle gonna... of wine really keep it doesn't. It doesn't. It just doesn't. It'd be it'd be wasteful. I mean, think you about all the hard work. Your... Right. All the labor that goes into that bottle. Seriously, you had to grow grapes. You had to squeeze the grapes. You had to ferment the grapes. You had to bottle the grapes. You had to ship the grapes. And it would be, it'd be selfish of me to not drink the bottle. So I did. It'd be a dick move to say that. Let's put it that way. And I just kind of kept the party rolling all week. This week, like there was, like I had like severe depression one day, and I wonder now, thinking Boom. about it, talked about it last week. I wonder if well definitely because of the, the yeah, season and I wonder but I wonder though if it was because I went back to drinking and then like you know the next day just felt like shitty after drinking but 
And you weren't skiing. I think the not skiing was the real big part of it. But so I'm back to drinking again, like the fat bastard that I am. <laughs> so I decided to go with something good because you know what? If I'm going to, that's kind of where I'm at in my life right now. Yeah, dude, classy. I'm, I'm not drinking Bud Lights. I'm not drinking anything that's like, I'm not drinking pop off. I'm not you drinking the Mad Dog. 2020 days no. and the freaking old Milwaukee, like you're, you're past that. Past that. Past that. Past it. Way past it. Way. I can't even. I look in the rearview mirror. I can't even see it. It's not Damn. even like close. But it's always reminding you. You see PPR everywhere. I'm like, oh, I can't. I can't go back. You got to keep it real. Yeah, again, because you know what, your liver, uh, liver's short. So you got to make sure uh, if you're going to make it work, it's going to work for the right reasons. Yeah, keep keeps it real. So I went big and I am currently drinking a green from the good ho- good folks at Treehouse Brewing up there in Monson, Massachusetts. Nice. And, you know, if you're in the New England area, I'm sure you have heard of or most likely, hopefully, if you're a beer person, have tried something from Treehouse. I mean, their beers, like all of them, like they're all so good. Their IPAs are Julius. so I love Great. Yeah, Julius is kind of like their their starting point. And then a lot of their beers kind of or a lot of their IPAs at least kind of take that flavor profile and and take it and uh alter it and tweak it in certain ways. Yeah, the green is yeah, the green is a lot like that. Um I mean it's just so flavorful and you know that it's a classic hazy New England IPA and those are hazy as fuck right there. Super hazy. This is I don't think it's quite as much as that Burlington beer. Like, did you mix in milk with a with a beer? Because it's like super cloudy hazy. Yeah, Crazy, it's just right? got great great hop smell and great hop profile and just tasty and smooth aftertaste. It's outstanding. Mm. Good boon for that. And it's a uh, it's solid at seven point five. So it's it'll you have a couple of them. It'll 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 put you uh, get you fighting. Put some hair on your peaches. <laughs> it will do that. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> How about you, Mario? What do you got today? So I've been moving, as everybody knows, as we talked about, uh, moving my beautiful, wonderful girlfriend in with me. So not only uh, not only am I a taken man, but, you know, there's somebody that's going to watch out. But like, Ladies, you had your chance. But uh, yeah, so we've been moving, and I figured it's a little bit of celebration because we're officially... Got all the shit into here yesterday. That's a big why, accomplishment. That's like the worst thing. It's like you just crested the hill of moving. Like you just got past and now everything from here is downhill. It's going to be like not downhill bad, but like just, you know, it's going to get easier because you're going to start putting stuff away and it's going to get better. But right now it's like a fucking, I'm like living in a storage unit. Yeah, it's like you're playing like it's like the maze, right? You're going through your your boxes and stuff like in areas that should have nothing. Yeah, and you know she she's actually uh, Melly's like really she's good about. It. She's like, oh, you're gonna freak out. I'm like, no, I'm I'm actually kind of cool. Like, really, you're just like sweating and twitching in the corner. It's kind of fun. It's like, all right, there's shit here. I'm like, you know what I you know what I don't have to do is put stuff away because I'm like gonna leave shit right here to <laughs> so, torch it, torch stuff. I, I gotta make sure I don't slip into that mode and just keep doing that because then I'll just be like. Yeah, just, I don't know, go in the kitchen. There's some shit around. <laughs> like, that would be bad. But anyway, a yeah. little bit of celebratory. So uh, I popped out one of the uh, Lawson's finest, the Maple Nipple. I nice. freaking love this one. 
So I didn't have this till I went up this year. And uh, also I'm, I'm reminiscing a little bit about the ski season, you know, so this is taking out the last little maple nipple and uh, enjoying that, thinking about the ski season this year and thinking about what I'm going to do next ski season. And uh, I love this thing. So this is an Amber Ale by Lawson's. And there's the ABV on this. This is 8%. Whoa. So and it's an amber ale at 8%, which is pretty freaking beefy. It's um, a humdinger. A humdinger. But it's good. It's 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 not like a uh, sip of sunshine. It's it's definitely not, but it's a nice amber, almost almost mapley taste. I think they they put a little maple or something in it. Now they do two different maple ones, right? They did the maple stout and then the maple nipple, right? The maple stout I didn't like too much. So that is the uh Oh no no the maple stout I um did I try wasn't that it? one amazing? I tried that one, but I didn't I didn't get it in the can. That was okay. good. Um, I don't think they either had cans or I just didn't buy a can when I was there. I was thinking about the triple, the triple sunshine. Uh yes, I still have mine. I haven't broken it out yet. I'd say age the triple sunshine because I wasn't a fan of it. It was good, but it was just kind of I don't know. It was just hmm. Too much. So the maple nipple, though, is like it's a nice amber, like a traditional amber, but it almost has like a little hint flavor of a little bit of maple. So I think they do a little maple seasoning in there. And well, uh, coming from Vermont, that's 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 acceptable. If you were doing that in Florida, maple syrup, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. See, it's like even when the snow falls in Vermont, if you catch it on your tongue, it, it tastes a little bit like maple. I don't know yeah. how they do that. Like maybe the maple's aerated. I don't know, but it's just, it's the magic. Dude, wouldn't that be awesome if in the snow cannons, if the water they use was actually the sap, like the syrup that they get from the trees before they, you know, um, boil it down for syrup? Dude, that'd be great. And like ski patrol could just run by and like throw out like waffles right into the snow and just fucking eat them. That would be (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I love waffles and I love syrup and I love butter. Do you have a waffle maker? Yes. I have two of them now. Two? So I bought one for her and she has the old one that she, you know, her, her son Bodie really likes. So we're like, all right, we'll keep, keep the old waffle maker. Cause it's like, you know, it's a legendary waffle maker. It's good. Yeah. Uh, I got one of those fancy ones that you flip. That's what I was looking to pick up. It's so funny. Like you go on to Amazon and you look at the reviews on waffle makers and none of them have like five stars. Like there's always yeah. like people who are, and you know, it could be people who just like are just, challenged Later. enough that they don't know how to use a waffle maker yeah but like i i'd, I'd spend up to 100 bucks on a waffle maker like i get i want to get like a good one one that's gonna last one that's gonna give me the waffle quality that i demand i love waffles so i looked high and low for this thing got great reviews the thing i like about it is it has a removable plate so you can wash them mm. but i don't like it wash it, wash it. Like you got to clean it. You know what I mean? But you can't get it all wet because all the electronics or whatever is built into it. Right. These, you just pop out the, uh, the waffle things. And then you can put like flat griddle things if you want to make like grilled cheese and stuff like that. So mm. a little benefits to it, but this one flips. So you get the full Belgian waffle experience. Well, I like that. You gotta get that like nice hollow inside with the crunchy outside. Cause we do these really kick-ass like they're, uh, they're gluten-free blender pancakes. So you use like, instead of using flour, you use oat, like oatmeal and nice. you just blend it up in the blender and then you, you know, baking powder, 
uh, maple syrup, egg. You know, it's a pretty simple like recipe, but we do it with pancakes. And I like the pancakes, but I would love to do a waffle version of that. Yeah. Have you seen the uh, the Kodiak? Was it Kodiak something? The power waffle? cakes? Yeah, Kodiak power cakes. So they make a, a waffle uh, blend. Mm-hmm. So I got that. And actually, like her son went from like regular waffles to eating that. He's like, yeah, they're pretty good, too. And so he's like, yoked. Yeah. Perfect. He's got to get yoked. He's playing hockey, man. He's all jacked up from those power cakes. going to get all jacked up from the power cakes. I'm making, I'm making protein shakes in the morning. Like, this is shit's going down here. What are you using in your pancakes? Elk flour. Yeah. <sighs> I didn't know elk flour was a thing. It fucking is. Got to make it yourself. Up, just right. grind up elk organs and make pancakes out of it. Delicious. Elk flour. You throw a little fucking... Uh, Mrs. Butterworth on that. Uh, so that's where you're killing me. Like you need like the fancy, like I want like the, I want to, I want to know the guy who made my syrup. I want to see his beard. I want to know what color his flannel shirt is. I want so that I guy like, making my syrup. I like real syrup, but what I don't like is, so they have the, so syrup comes in all the grades, right? Like the amber, like the, the different ones. I, like I the, only, I don't know. I only get the highest one. That's the only one I know that exists. Well, I got a taster thing one time and it was like, they have the AA, the A, the B, like there's all these different grades. And I'm like, wow. So you've been, you know, you're in the middle sometimes usually when you're getting like maple syrup. So you got to get like that, the high end, but it's got to be thick. I like thick ma- maple syrup. I don't like any fucking around. Don't mm-hmm. water it down, man. Piss me off. I hear you. I don't like I'm not that paying either. for water. I'm 80% water. I want maple syrup. I want, I'll, I'll hydrate the maple syrup. How about that? And, right. and make my own thickness. Have you had any of those um, like bourbon barrel aged syrups? It's all a joke. What? It's all a joke. It's it's myth. Flavor. They put, but you get the flavor of the barrel in the syrup. But the disappointment is, I just wanted the goddamn syrup. I didn't want bourbon. If I wanted bourbon, I put <laughs> bourbon in it. <laughs> well, like Jack Daniels and your syrup. <laughs> no, no, I'd soak the waffle in bourbon and then put the syrup on top it's of like, it. What are you pussies having for breakfast? Waffles? Not putting any booze in your waffles? <laughs> Fucking booze the waffle and then put the syrup on it. Boozing them up. High quality syrup cannot be matched. <laughs> what that's just it. Like that's actually cooking. a good move because like a lot of them call for like you know some sort of like milk or something in the recipe or water. What if you just put like whiskey in there? Fuck yeah. Just like whiskey waffles. Why wouldn't you? Whiskey waffles. What are we having today, kids? Whiskey waffles. We're going to take a nap after breakfast. Okay, Grandpa. I'll see see you little guys around 3 o'clock. Are you wearing your Depentos, Grandpa? He's like, goddamn right I am. Grandpa's having whiskey waffles again. Does he have his Depentos? Oh, my God. It's so beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, I think the bourbon pancakes are better than the barrel-aged bourbon. You know what? Fuck it. If you want bourbon... Drink bourbon. If you want whiskey, <laughs> drink the goddamn whiskey. Don't put it in stuff. Just drink it. Uh, we know you want. If you really love bourbon that much, drink the goddamn just bourbon. It's the flavor you're getting. It's enhancing the maple syrup. You wake up in the morning, do a bourbon shot, and then have your pancakes, normal American pancakes like they were made. <laughs> like the way the, the American Belgian founding fathers made their pancakes. Settlers didn't have the luxury of having, ooh, are we going to have pancakes today like they're, they're lucky they had food <laughs> there's no bespoke maple syrup that's right there's, there's nobody handcrafting some maple syrup artisan maple syrup in the fucking you know 1800s no i have sugar water just <laughs> just drink it or die that's your, those are your lucky you lucky you weren't shitting yourself and you lucky you had food let's put it that way that's true <laughs>
That was McDonald's actually original slogan. <laughs> you're lucky you're not shitting yourself. <laughs> you're lucky you have food and not shitting yourself. <laughs> I'll have a big breakfast because I'm lucky I'm not shitting myself. All right, I'll have two hamburgers. <laughs> Extra pancakes, yes. McDonald's sure. pancakes are pretty legit, though. I gotta say. As what? Coasters? They're legit as anybody else's pancakes. You know what pancakes are? It's flour. It's like pancakes make me shit myself because (laughs) they're just, they run right through me. It's like pancakes are just pan. You got to have something in there. Like Like they're just like, like you can't shit for days after pancakes. Like those McDonald's pancakes. So I had a conversation about donuts the other day. You ever eat a fucking donut? Like donuts just like run right through me. You get Krispy Kreme. Uh, Krispy Kreme has like, it's like dropping through and falling out. Like there's no stopping. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts stops a little, but it's still making you go, man. <laughs> it's like goddamn water slides. Like, rip. Depentos, that's where they come in. <laughs> One of the worst meals I've ever had in my life was at a Perkins in the Poconos where I ordered the French toast. And it was like five giant slices of like nice. thick gnarly bread and i i ate it i ate it all because i'm fat and cheap and i'm like i'm not wasting this i paid for it that's right i I ate all those goddamn five perkins french Mm. toast things and i don't think i like chat for a week (laughs) i think i was just so i was like it was like just a giant like you know those big tubes at the amusement like (laughs) we had a water park like imagine taking a giant sponge and shoving that in one of those water slides. Ah, just just bound it up. You might have slipped the sponge in there and you didn't know it. <laughs> it it tasted like sponge. It really did. Damn. Oh, Damn, so bad. Man. I I still like shiver thinking about that meal. And that was like probably 14 years ago, and I still remember it. I'll give you a challenge. Go out to the store today. Go buy some Krispy Kremes, buy, buy the, the package of Krispy Kremes, eat four of those things, see if you don't shit in like eight hours. <laughs> like you cannot hold that in. It is, I, I give you maybe an hour. Maybe the Krispy Kreme factory by where I work. They actually oh, have man. like the, uh, the, the warehouse where they ship the donuts out from. Oh, but I'm not mad. I know going in, like I got to be near a bathroom, but they're so delicious. Like they're sugar and they're bad for me and they're just going to run through me like a freight train. Like, I, know. I know what I'm here for. I know it's going to happen. And I willingly accept the consequences. I'm like sitting there like, I eat four kale shakes. You know, I eat kale shakes four days a week, like for, for breakfast. And then I go to the Krispy Kreme. I'm like, I know what's going to happen, but it's good. Uh, it's good. It was the it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. What they should do is uh, package some Dependos in there. Dependos. Dude, I'm telling you, the, right in there. the amount of cross-marketing that's possible with these things. You know what? They could give it to you in a bag. <laughs> so instead of a bag, they put it in the Dependos. Luxurious, exotic diapers. You know what, too? And you know what's the beautiful thing? <laughs> this goes back to what we talked about a couple episodes ago. Imagine like being like Johnny Appleseed of weed we talked about. Like if you were, yeah. you could just like chuck seeds in like the uh, medians of highways. You take your Dependo, just huck it at the side of the uh, the car right into the median of the highway, and there's going to be a beautiful plant growing there in a couple of weeks. Weed. There's weed everywhere, man. Think how much weed there would be because yeah. of the Dependos. There'd be a lot of duty smell everywhere. <laughs> That's the worst part. Listen, the state that I live in is known for its smell, so I don't think it would really negatively reinforce anything. Damn. All right, so we got one story while we're here in the wonderful app today section. 
Yeah, and now in the opera we fit in. Now see, this is someone we got to talk to because this person, I think they would understand Depentos. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So former Netflix creator just got 1.6 million from big names in tech for liquid death, which is water in a tall boy can. Yeah. And not like boozy water. It's just water, water in like a badass looking can. That's awesome. It's got like a some sort of like creepy melting skull on the front. Plus, you know, those like gothic letters, the liquid death. And it's really just mount it says mountain water, murder your thirst. Damn. Yeah, so they say Cesare is familiar with eye catching marketing, worked on big promotions for like House of Cards, Strange Things, Narcos, and uh decided to mark uh, market this thing, which is uh great because people are buying it. Yeah, it's great. And you know what? A lot of times, too, you're out your buddies. Maybe you don't feel like drinking. Maybe you're like, you know what? I kind of crapped myself last night when I went out. I think I'm going to take today off. But you want to feel inclusive. That's kind of why the uh, the vodka seltzers is like a big thing. Vodka soda. Yeah. Because again, you like you look like you're drinking something serious, but it really could. It could be just a regular seltzer, too. But the uh, these... This is cool because it, again, it looks badass. You have this great can, looks like a beer can, and you can just drink it and not feel like you're being ostracized or looking like a dick. Yeah, it looks like a beer can. Um, it's amazing because he raised two point two five million dollars for it from people, and you know he said he doesn't drink, you know, soda or energy 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 drinks, or neither do any of his friends. So it's kind of like something they can have out sourced Austrian water. In twelve packs of tall boy cans, and they do look like a um, a tall boy of beer. They have a cool logo and everything. It looks like some sort of fancy uh, craft beer. It almost has the the font like uh, light beer. Actually. Uh, yeah, the Miller Light. Yeah, liquid death. So they're going to donate five cents from every can to help clean up plastic garbage from the ocean. Look at that. Which means. The other, what are they going to sell this for? Probably like five dollars a can. So the other amount of money is going to go into billions for their cost. Yeah, I'm not seeing any sort of pricing on these things. Well, and it looks like uh, you know somebody's not going to know, and they're going to go and buy this thing and be like, "Man, I was pounding those things. You <laughs> <It> hit me." <laughs> Worse than that fake, fake drunk person. Drunk person. Liquid death is calling you out. Well, it's funny because we were talking about this before, and there's there's the still water that's coming out now, and it's pretty big. Like I've seen a few promos at bars, and it's it's around now. Um, but if you haven't had it, it's called still water, and I don't know if it's the water that they use in the process before they carbonate it for like the spike seltzers and stuff like that. Um. But it tastes just like a propel, like a flavored water. And I tell you what, it is like six or seven percent alcohol. Crazy. Wow. Like you could chug it at the gym thinking you're just chugging like a propel or something like that. It's that dangerous crazy. Nice. So yeah, so keep your eye out for these things and help this guy who is a Netflix former Netflix employee get even more richer. Is kind of awesome. Let's get into the Genjula. And this week, we don't have a bean. Well, we okay. have a, 
We have a bean tease, though, don't we? We're teasing the bean. We do have a bean tease. So we are, uh, we're trying to get our buddy Frank on next week to join us. Uh, so he'll live have bean. some wonderful live beanage. Hopefully that all works out for next week. That's what we're planning on. A little teaser there. Hopefully next week we'll roll that beautiful bean footage. Perhaps we will. We've got a couple stories here while we are here in the gondola. And it's crazy how many stories are out there now, like how big it's becoming all over the place. It's almost hard to like to, to like scale them down to just a couple. But I like this one. The CEO of soap maker Dr. Bronner's is getting into the cannabis game. Ooh. I don't know about you folks, but this is like, I love this soap. The Dr. Bronner's Pastille soap. And it's all like concentrated stuff, right? It's all natural oils and extracts, and yeah, you kind of take it. You buy. I, I like buying the big, giant, like gallon thing from Costco, and just filling little bottles. And you fill it like halfway, and then half with water because it's so concentrated down. Um, but yeah, you you feel like really clean. Doesn't have a lot of like fake fragrances to it, and it's it's really good stuff. And the article is awesome. It's from the Portland Mercury, and I, I love the first paragraph. It says, Dr. Bronner's is the largest natural soap maker in the world with the smallest label font known to existence and has always seemed like a product used by people who also use cannabis. <laughs> nice. So then it goes on to say that uh, David Bronner, who is the president, is to partner with California-based brand Flow Kana to launch a new independent venture called Brother David's. And the brand is promising to do some pretty cool things. It will offer sun-grown flour produced by eight farms, which are certified under the Sun Plus Earth program. The program goes beyond traditional organic standards and certification to embrace regenerative soil practices and ensures farm staff are fairly paid. As Brother David's website states, they are celebrating small-scale family growers practicing regenerative organic farming and fighting to end federal prohibition once and for all. Nice. That's pretty awesome, man. Because, you know, you hear about so many companies that are just, you know, jacking up their products to squeeze every last bit of profit out of people, pharmaceutical companies looking at you. And then you have a company like Dr. Bronner's where, you know, obviously they're a private company and they're they're not, you know, selling out to one of these big conglomerates and they're kind of doing the things that they feel are right. Yeah. And and it seems like the practices that they're partaking in, you know, are are positive, are good. So it's really cool seeing, you know, a company that's this big start doing something like that. And, you know, hopefully we'll see more companies doing that. Well, it's important to think about the companies that you support and that are making big profits and doing things in the environment. Like you really forget, like, how detrimental it could be to the environment. So companies like this that support the farmers that are doing the right thing and fairly paying them and, and making making it a symbiotic re- relationship where they can coexist for a long time is very important. Um, I think I told you before, I'm reading this book about going back to like the Civil War time. And this guy's talking about where they were doing uh, logging. And the way they used to do logging is people used to buy out a stretch of land, just just cut down trees like crazy and basically ruin it for a hundred years. And then they started the idea. There was, you know, there's some, some guys that are in it for two years. They just want to make as much money as they want. They would log the shit out of everything. 
burn it all down and they'd sell the land because they're like, yeah, we're done with it. I made my profit. Living large, high in society, whatever. I'm getting new bowler hats and a fancy girl showing me, you know, ankle. Uh, <laughs> but there were guys that were, you know, there were other companies that were coming out saying we believe in, in logging this area and letting it grow while we log another area. And that's kind of the way you can continue to sustain your own you know, environment. And I think it's important, like, you know, companies that want to do that, like Dr. Bronner, you know, I, it, it's, a, it's important to support them because they're looking at, you know, how people are making products that go into their product and supporting that ecosystem. Very important. Yeah, and also too, because when you think about cannabis and, you know, a lot of, a lot of it, overlaps with you know hippie culture and the commun being communal and you know a lot of the yeah it's a very big part of it right it's a really big part of it and now with canada legalizing the u.s you know slowly but eventually going to going to yeah yeah going to to legalize you're starting to see a lot of those big money grabber companies rolling in yeah, and they talk about this in the article too. You know, they they say uh, the altruism is welcome in an industry where pop polo, uh, pop polo shirt wearing bros such as Mad Men are talking loudly but saying nothing. Because mm. again, that's what you're seeing is you know a lot of these frat bros coming in. Oh, you know, my dad's company is funding us, and we're starting this weed company, and we're making a you know a shit ton of money, and you know we're just going to be buying vineyard vines shirts and being jerk off at the Kentucky Derby. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you know, seeing the, the, the Bronner guys, the Dr. Bronner guys and the brother David's doing this is it's kind of going back to what, you know, kind of that, that altruistic hippie ish kind of commune feeling, you know, that oneness with the earth, which, you know, again, it's, it's really easy to make fun of that and, and make it seem like stupid and outdated way of thinking. But, you know, we're all t we're all living on this planet. We're all tied to it, and if we trash it and ruin it and suck everything out of it, we're just going to screw ourselves and our future generations out of life. We we would be supporting the people that are fucking up for the generation. Like we're we're trying to help preserve that, but like supporting that, you know, those people that don't support it, like you just it, it screws ourselves. Like it, it, we are in an ecosystem, whether we like it or not. Yeah, you're we're playing on, the short game. We're on one fucking planet, you know? Yeah, <laughs> you want to play the long game, not the short game. Yeah. So this is pretty cool. So awesome job. And I will continue to keep buying Dr. Bronner's soap after reading this. I love the way it smells. Now, what, oh, it smells fantastic. They have the lavender one I've had, but they have other ones. Too, They've right? got a ton of different flavors. They have like a... Like a verbena one that's really good, right? The main one is the blue one, like the dark blue. Well, it's like a... Like a royal blue. That's the peppermint. That's like the default one. Yeah, they have lavender. They have like an almond one. They have spearmint. They have uh oh, yeah, lavender. Good. They got a lot of different ones. If you go to like Whole Foods, you'll just be like, whoa. I usually I don't get the liquid. I usually get the bar soap. And that's like fancy soap for me. I'm like, ooh, I got the fancy soap. Watch out. It's a night out. I usually get the pump. I we have like we bought a bunch of like the uh nice. fill your own pumps and then you know, like I said, buy the big giant jug of it and you do half and half water and half that. And I use it everywhere. I, every, every room, every bathroom, every place with a sink has a, a Dr. Bronner's dispenser. I love it. Nice. And the summer, it's great too because it's a little tingly. Like if you're ever showered with it, 
it can it can make your nether regions it could put them on high alert. Like you may think I've done something wrong. Something's burning. Uh, did I summer, put gay there again? What's up with that? Yeah. But it's great. Dude, you've never done that. Like you do it once and you never do it. That's the peppermint. The peppermint gay tingling. The peppermint. It's, but in the summertime when it's hot and you know when you shower and the worst thing is like when you, well, or where you live all the time, like when you mm. shower and it's still hot and you're still sweating after your shower, it's like the worst thing. This makes you that tingly feeling. It actually almost makes you feel colder after you use it. So it helps keep you almost like that illusion of coolness when it's hot. But this is like a natural smell too. Cause like from, so they have like a citrus bar, they have a rose one, they have almond, like it's all natural stuff that you smell. And I tell you, it always reminds me of when I was little, we go to Puerto Rico and you just like the soaps there are like more herby. And when you're out like sweating or just out in like a tropical area, that's what you smell because that's kind of like what fits. Like you're not smelling. Yeah, because they use the natural ingredients from the area to make the soaps. Right. They're not and weird chemicals and nonsense. Exactly. And it kind of goes with sweating a lot too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Big fan of the Dr. Bronner's. Yeah. They got them on Amazon looking. They got a six pack. They have the giant sizes too. Like I said, buy the biggest one you can and fill up your own bottles. Mm. That's All the right. move. Cool. All right, next up, we got uh, New Runners High. So uh, there's a study where they examined a uh, relationship between cannabis use and exercise behavior in states with legalized cannabis. So uh, going through this very long article, but they did a lot of studying. And uh, basically, the results were that the majority of participants that endorse using ca- cannabis concurrently with exercise um, tend to be younger, um, more likely were males. But they were, uh, even after controlling for differences, they reported more minutes of aerobic and anaerobic exercise per week. So, you know, now, now that like additional studies, I'm sure are going to go on to try to find out why. Is it because they had less pain? They had better recovery? Like, you know, there's speculation that that might, might be it. Um, but they actually said that, ha- um, Approximately half of the people that use cannabis that exercised more than their their counterparts reported that in, they in, had increases in their motivation to exercise. So that's very interesting, right? Well, it's, it's interesting because we've had this stereotype of the lazy stoner shoved down our throats for the last 80 years. Exactly. I'm just going to sit on the couch and watch TV and eat Cheetos. It's again, do nothing all day, you know? It's just another dumb stereotype that we have been kind of shackled with and that people think is is you know how you're going to react to this but this is this is really interesting and you know it's a very in-depth article too it's very in-depth it's a pretty i mean the sample set i guess you know it's not gigantic was what uh is it 600 people or something yeah it's not that big but it's pretty it's a decent size i mean oh 494 that was the full sample. Uh, no, that's not right. 494 was 81%. Of the cannabis users. Yeah. Or pro can. They weren't necessarily cannabis users. They were not adverse to cannabis use in states where it was legalized. That's what it was. But yeah, so it was, you know, less than 700 people. But again, you only have so many states that have it legal right now. And, you know, getting these people in here and, 
and starting these studies and just getting this information out there that again, yeah, it's not going to make you a lazy, do nothing, stereotypical, reefer madness, bullshit stoner. Yeah. Joe Rogan's a stoner and he's friggin' 51 and jacked. Well, it's coming out more and more. So we're Michael Phelps is a stoner. Exactly. But we're getting more elite athletes that are coming out and saying, look, I use it as a tool. It doesn't enhance my performance, but for training, it, it, it helps with recovery, helps with pain. It helps with a lot of other issues where you can just burn yourself out if you, if you don't, or you, you get hooked on some other painkillers as a result, and it's just not good. So I don't know. I like to see this go on. I think it's going to be one of those things where um, a lot of sports okay it because it's going to be like the Charlotte's web where um, you're going to have the use cases out there, make it that it shouldn't be illegal rather than do a study and make it legal. You know what I mean? Like, and they can fine tune too. Like how much is, is enough or too much of CBD or THC to find that right, that right blend or mix for depending on what activity you're doing. Yeah. And honestly, you know, if you think about just the legalization of, of cannabis, um, for recreation and use or medical use, I think a lot of the, the problem has been that there's, they don't have limits set, right? So it's kind of like, what do you, what do you say is the legal limit to drive or the legal limit where you're impaired? You know, like how do you judge that? So we haven't gotten to the point where it's been around enough for some people to say, well, when you hit this point or a test that says when you hit this point, it's you're, you're over the limit, you know? So, right. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's going to come eventually. Yeah. And what's cool too is they're showing the differences. Yeah, you know, some people use it before and after, or some just before, some just after. And you know, again, with with more experience and more testing and and more experimentation, we'll find out what the right the right mix is to, yeah, to get wanna, the optimal results. I just want to go to a nice freaking upscale spa. Again, nice massage with THC oil and just fucking fall asleep. That's what I'm <laughs> right. It's like I'm getting the 400 minute massage, right? Right. So yeah. So it's like 10 minutes of rubbing, and then I'm going to sleep the rest of the time. That's perfect. <laughs> just trip balls. You know, wake up. That'd be great, right? Go to spas, just fucking sack out. They must have those in Colorado. All I know is you and me, bro. Me, you, and Andrea. We're hanging out at that spawn in fucking Switzerland like oh. five hours. I, th- I think I took a three-hour nap. It was great. Well, that was one of the best things ever that you, that you found out that we could use the facilities there all day. Monservin Palace in, in Zermatt, Switzerland. Wow. Anybody's going there, you got to go there. It's freaking... It's amazing. If you have the means. Block out like... I guess they block out seven hours. You'll probably use five of them at the spa. You know what? Just go there for two weeks skiing and take like two days... Of the in those two weeks, Dude, do I like spa days. I think I gained ten years on my life going to that spa. Oh People are like Mario, why? Why? Why do you act so young? Why are you so in? You know, whatever. Why do you have motivated? That spa because that spa, <laughs> that five hours of that spa of just total. I don't give a fuck. I'm in. There's no cell phones. I was in Switzerland. Nobody can get in touch with me. It was glorious. My glorious. favorite thing. I love those those chairs. Those like uh, ergonomic or those. Tile one? The, t- the tile, the heated wow. tiled, um, like a, a chair. lounge chair. Yeah, a lounge chair. 
I fell asleep and was snoring in one of those. Like it was just so comfortable and perfect. So you and Andrew fell asleep for like three hours there. <laughs> I fell asleep for an hour in the nap room, which they had, which were like the foam thing. And then an, uh, no, two hours there and an hour on the, on the tile things when you guys were there. I didn't realize they were heated. I was like, this is really good. Yeah, those were, those were some of the most amazing spa accoutrements ever. And that was after a mas- uh, an hour massage and then hanging out in the hot tub. Oh, if only the, they had a Speckstuba, it'd be perfect. The, the sauna. Oh, Speckstuba. Bring you, bring you meat. Just <laughs> like like meat chips. Like, just I don't know. Hey, a pile meat. of meat chips. Have a handful. There's a pile of meat chips. It's crazy. Mm. I was like, I, I think I'm eating potato chips but they're, and they're crunchy, but they're meat. Gluten-free. Uh, yeah, gluten-free. Those are meat. Excellent. One more story while we're in the gondola. And I guess this is not gondola-ish exactly, but this is in the same realm and kind of amazing that this is where we're finally evolving to. I like it. Denver, first in the U.S. to decriminalize psychedelic mushrooms. Mm. So psilocybin possession will now remain illegal but would become police's lowest law enforcement priority. Wow. Look at that. I like that. It's pretty crazy. So there was a really close vote Tuesday night into early Wednesday, and they've announced unofficial results. Uh, Initiative 301 narrowly passed with a 50.6% of the vote. Wow. Um, It's been, they said it's been a hell of a 21 and a half hours. Uh, you know, they're happy with the results. So Denver's vote has attracted national attention and efforts are actually afoot to get psilocybin related measures on the ballot in Oregon and California in 2020. Denver hosted the first ever U.S. popular vote on the matter, according to organizers. An effort uh, in California last year failed to qualify for the ballot. So it had no organized opposition, but there were critics of legalization of marijuana lamenting the prospect of Denver blazing yet another trail they see as misguided and potentially harmful. Mm. The measure essentially tells police to look the other way on adult psilocybin use. And now you have this gentleman here. Uh, He's all like, we'll see what the final numbers are, but we're a little stunned to see a 7,000 vote flip overnight, said Jeff Hunt, director of the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University, who initially questioned on Twitter whether vote tampering was involved. Uh, We'll continue to fight the growing drug culture. Denver's becoming the illicit drug capital of the world. The larger issue is not good for our city. And then he added, marijuana has brought more problems than it's solved to our city and our state. And if we continue to go down this track, we're going to continue to see Colorado get in worse and worse shape. But is Colorado going to go bankrupt? Because that's where they were headed. Oh, oh, they're not bankrupt anymore. Oh, it's a different situation. Now, this you is run your fucking state the right way. How about that? This is probably way too soon. And I, I don't even want to bring this up, but. Yeah, Colorado. I mean, you talk about the uh, you know, the marijuana, but all the taxes that it's helping. There, all the programs are setting up. Uh, teen usage is down. What about all the fucking shootings in Colorado? Yeah, I mean, another goddamn school shooting in Colorado this week. 
I mean, where what other state has more fucking shootings? And don't even try to blame that on marijuana. Don't even fucking try that because I guarantee you, marijuana is the, the least the least amount of uh, problems in these people's system if they had it in there. Most of the time, it's all anti anti psychotic drugs. These people are on. Yeah, but here's the other thing. So you talk about uh, a nation, right? The United States. We're growing in population. We're not growing at the same rate in population that we are for law enforcement. So we, we need to put the law enforcement to enforce the stuff that's really going to like, that's really criminal behavior versus this other petty shit, which is okay. Bad recreational use. You know what? Maybe some people have to be responsible for their own actions. And if you fucking overdose on mushrooms, then that's just tough shit. I'm sorry. But can you, you I, I mean, can you overdose and die from mushrooms? I don't know. And I don't really care, but we shouldn't really care about it as like, let's go arrest somebody unless they're doing something. So if you're, if you're intoxicated from alcohol or you're intoxicated from mushrooms, why do we give a shit? Right? Yeah, exactly. You're not hurting somebody. Well, if you are right, if you are hurting somebody or you are doing something that's illegal, if you're on alcohol, psychedelic mushrooms, weed, it doesn't matter. You broke the law, arrest that person, but don't arrest them for having marijuana or mushrooms or alcohol like it's, it's ridiculous yeah these people just trying to you know having this this certain way of thinking and trying to make everyone fit within that 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 drives me absolutely mental you know like we have we all have this freedom we're supposed to have in this country to make decisions that along they don't assuming they don't hurt other people we can we should be able to put in our bodies and do what we want with our own existence Right. And we're not we're not these, a police state. You know what? They legalize it. Yeah. It's not gonna they're not gonna put it on the goddamn kids' trays on the lunch, the lunch uh, you know, it with their chicken nuggets. They're, not, taxed, they're not forcing it down your throat. They're not making you take it. It's just an option for people who want it to not yeah. get in trouble because of some bullshit law that you people seem to push and want to get people locked up in prison. But here's the funny part. They're not saying that you, you, you can't have it, you know, so they're going to pass this law and they say, okay, we're going to decriminalize it. You know, ultimately they're going to still tax it. So the government's still going to get their share. Like the law enforcement's still going to get their little cut. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Some of these people are just so narrow minded in their focus. And I, I don't know if I think they're trying to save the world or, or what their agenda is in all of this. But again, look well, at- let me ask you this. Alcohol has been out there for a number of years, has been legal. How many crimes have been committed because of alcohol, but you still don't arrest people for having alcohol? Or, no one, or, no one's or trying to alcohol. make alcohol illegal, are they? Right. So how can you say that having something, some other substance, maybe makes you trip? So as long as you're not doing anything that's hurting anybody, how many fucking DUIs or DWIs are every year? Well, then talk about, look at Oxycontin right. too. And, uh, and opioids. Yeah. They're, no one's looking to make those illegal because you highly know. addictive. Yeah. You're not but, talking habitual. There's different. So somebody, I heard somebody say something about, Oh, you know, we, they're, they're, you know, somebody they know they think is, you know, uh, uh, they have a habit of smoking and it, it's, it, it's pretty bad. It's just a, like, you know, a cigarette. And I'm like, absolutely not. A cigarette is, uh, addictive. It's, it's a toxic, it's a toxic cocktail too. To but it's, a, but it's made addiction to addiction versus a habit. Well, because habit. if it's just tobacco, it's one thing. Right. 
But it's not just tobacco. It's all the other shit they put in there. The tar, the nicotine, all the other crap that makes it addictive. Right. But, it, but look at Oxycontin. Looks at all these other... Their addictiveness is different than a habit. A habit is you chew gum, you chew your nails, you do something habitual. That's, that's different. Whereas, uh, as you know, an addiction is you need it. Like your body. It's a chemical. Yeah. It's a chemical addiction. It's a really crazy fucked up thing. When you, when you start looking at the science behind it, I don't know. I just, uh, I agree that they should decriminalize it because, um, what, what, what good are they doing by criminalizing it? Let's put it that way. Yeah. And they actually announced the, the FDA granted psilocybin breakthrough therapy designation for its potential to help with treatment resistant depression, a status that speeds up the development and review process for a medicine containing the substance. Well, that's how a lot of these medicines came about was they were trying to, um, recreate some of the effects of some of these, uh, like mushrooms and things like that to treat patients and, why not go to the original source? Like, why, yeah. why not? Yeah, the folks who are against it, it really is just an arrogance and a desire to relive some sort of bullshit fake existence that existed in the 50s. Well, you know, it's like, like the pharmaceutical lobby. I mean, they're against it because if anybody can create it, then they wouldn't need to go to them. Yeah. And I wonder what this guy's, you know, what is his incentive? Why does he want to keep this illegal? What is it? That he feels is his is it his calling? Is it like I, I don't even know. Like I don't even know why someone would want to go out of their way to fight this if enough people like wanted it to be legal. I don't but know. I That's just not my kind of mentality. I think it's unfortunate that people get a moral stance and they wrap it within a religious stance, right? So they so they start getting their morality and they wrap it within religious belief and there's nothing in any bible or any quran or any you know anything out there that is gonna say that that should be against your religion it's just you've taken a stance on it morally and you've decided that that is going to be not good or or against god's will and it's bullshit because you put that in there god didn't put that in there person that wrote the bible didn't put that in there you put it in there nobody says a word about any of that yeah well in in the bible you know moses and the burning bush that was they said it was the uh probably the acacia tree which has like psychedelic effects when when burned so it was happening in those times too people were seeking it out people were finding them people were consuming it and People have wrapped what they believe to be moral in with the religion, and now they can't separate them because in their mind, they're one and the same. It's, it's fucked up because if you really look at it, they're not. And they've tied that to their identity. Right. And if they disassociated with that or went against that grain, it's almost like they had, were undoing their existence. Right. Are they going to not believe in God now if they let that happen? Oh, my God. It, does it crumble the whole foundation that it's on? No, it's just something that you have to realize. Step outside of yourself and out of your mind and out of what you built around it and, and realize that that's not one and the same. I'm pretty sure we took the psilocybin mushrooms. You would definitely find out that there is a God and he was wonderful and beautiful and that 
a lot of the stuff that was in those books that you say is God's book in the Bible will be challenged and questioned and, and force you to think otherwise, which is probably at some point why these people are trying to fight it because they're so used to their, their, their clear cut, convenient doctrines that challenging them, like you said, tied to their identity will, will make them question everything. And they don't even want to entertain that notion. Yep. If you hang out with people that are like-minded and you never step outside of that boundary and your family is like-minded, then you know what you are. You're a fucking lemming. And you're thinking the same way without any discussion or, or, you know, other side idea of let's have a good conversation about it. Because you know what? It's good to have the conversation, even if you just say at the end of that conversation, yes, I'm comfortable with my belief. Yeah. But if you never challenge it, what are you really doing? Are you really living life? I'm saying. Very true. You know, it'd be awesome making like a, Cream, like a mushroom barley soup with psilocybin mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Let's have a bowl of soup on a nice cold day and just trip balls. Sponsored by Depentos. Sponsored <laughs> by Depentos. It all comes back to the Depentos. Dude, you don't have to go anywhere. We got fucking Depentos on. This whole podcast, we trying to have Depentos. It doesn't matter how long you trip because Depentos is there for you. We're prototyping the shit out of this thing right that now. Is right, we are. Let's go to Ski News. It's about time is what I heard. Yeah, you know, it's mid-May, so things are, are starting to wind down across most of North America. Things are starting to gear gear up or prepare to gear up down in the Southern Hemisphere. But a couple of interesting things that have popped up in the last couple of weeks are, you know, we've all, we all know about the Epic Pass and the Icon Pass. The Epic was kind of the first one. The Icon was the next big one that happened last year. But now we're starting to see more, more passes come around. And I like more one, curated passes. I like it. Yeah, one got announced last week: the snow pass, which is the first European ski pass, and that's going to be going on sale in two days and thirteen hours. So, what day would that be? Is that the twelfth? Maybe two days. Yeah. They have their backwards yeah. numbers, 12 slash 5 slash 2019. Oh, it's like December 5th to me. Yeah, I'm like, December 5th? <laughs> yeah, so they have that going on sale now. And they they it's going to be starting at 400 euros, 395. Uh, like should normal price be 895. And they're limited to 50,000. Dude, I like it. Number one, it's Europe. Number two, it's limited. So if yes. you're if you're a little ghetto bitch, you can get an icon or epic pass. But if you want to be a baller, you got to get this bad boy. That's what I'm saying. Now this is an interesting pass. So it's not again. It's relatively you're reasonably priced, and they're they're showing right now on the map the different countries that it will work in. And <laughs> I like how they now, do that. Well, it's nice, but it's funny. So the first one they have is Portugal. Now, I remember, I think we talked about it during the World Cup last year, how, you know, I was like, I'm only rooting for countries with good skiing. Yeah. And Portugal has like one ski resort. Because it's, it's, you know, it's... That's skiing. That doesn't say it's good skiing. Right. Um, They show Portugal, Spain, France, not Andorra, unfortunately. I'm a little upset about that. 
everybody is like, like mystified by Andorra because it's like this middle row, like it's uh. just trapped there between France and Spain. It's pretty awesome. Uh, you got Switzerland, obviously, Germany, Austria, Italy, Slovenia, and Poland. So nine countries, and they've started to list the resorts. And just, yeah, I'm on the resort list now. It's pretty awesome. It looks like it's a lot of smaller resorts. But what I like about it is they have some that are like coming soon. Top, top secret. secret. Yeah. And then they have the, the dude like shovel the shit coming soon. Yeah, right. Awesome. No more. Yeah, a lot of a lot of smaller resorts, it looks like. I don't see any of the do you see any of the real the real big ones listed? Cotton Tower. Isn't that Germany? You should say on there. Has a little flag. Um no. What's the two red bars with the one white middle bar? Austria. Austria. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so these are like little local ones. Like, there's dozens of them right now. Like I said, it's across nine countries. You know what I kind of like? I like seeing all the logos for the resorts. Yeah. Some of them are like super old school and kind of funny. Some are a little, you know, cleaned up, a little more modern. But it's... it's Nola Ski. I like it. Turolina. Zumzeri. Zumzeri. I was just looking at that one. Zumzeri. But yeah, there's a bunch of them they're showing as, you know... That's Italy. Soon to be unveiled it's gonna be something big the soon to be are gonna be like like about five or six or yeah like like kids or something yeah right zermatt chamonix kind of nice so if you're in europe like how cool would it be to buy this pass and just bounce around to all these freaking yeah. european resorts i no ghetto bitch i got one of these all europe pass because that's where i go Oh, it's so awesome. So two days that is when they're going to start. And is it limited or it's just unlimited? at all 50,000 total. I don't know how many are. I think it's unlimited for that first day. You know, they're not going to cut it off at a certain amount. I like it. It's pretty awesome. Shoot the J, man. Go to Europe and ski. It's Dude, a different it's 400 fucking world. Bucks. Yeah. I got to say, Brian, like, so... A lot of people are fascinated, like, oh, you skied Europe and all. And I'm so glad I did it because I tell you what, like, I, I just look them in the eye and I'm like, it's fucking different, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, you can't even describe it. Like, it's just different. I love out west. Out west is crazy. It's it's amazing. But you go out to Europe and it's it's not even the skiing. It's just the way of life. The vibe, the atmosphere, the culture. The culture, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. So they have that pass. And if you're kind of staying abroad, no, you can't stay abroad. Abroad. You should go, you you go stay abroad. with a bunch of broads. Hey, <laughs> stay hey, with a bunch yo. of broads over here. Hey, stay with a bunch of broads. I'm not joking. So our buddy Cameron on Instagram, he sent us a message. Hey, and Cam. for some reason, this totally, like we totally missed this. I know. Cool. And this is the Indie Pass. So you can go to Indy, I-N-D-Y, skipass.com. I like this. And they have this North American authentic independent resorts. They're announcing they're not going to go on sale until September 1st. So you got plenty of time to, to save your money. You know what I love? The names of the resorts in Wisconsin look like you're in freaking 
in yep. the Yelps. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. So 199 bucks, and you get two free days at each partner resort in the U.S. and Canada. One a minimum of one additional discounted lift ticket, discounted kids tickets when redeeming an adult ticket, and special offers from participating resorts for lodging, rentals, lessons, and more. <clears throat> now, I will be honest. I haven't heard of like 90% of these mountains. Welton Valley's on there. That's true. Up in Vermont. Idaho. Catamount. Idaho. You got Brundage Mountain, Silver Mountain, Washington, White Pass, Mission Ridge, 49 degrees north, Oregon, Hoodoo, California, Ooh. Mount Shasta, Montana, Red Lodge Mountain, Lost Trail Powder Mountain, Utah, Beaver Mountain, British Columbia, Apex Mountain Resort, <laughs> Wisconsin, very good Nordic Mountain, Trollhaugen, and Tyrol Basin. Crazy. Michigan, Big Powderhorn Resort, Pine Mountain Resort, Vermont, you got Bolton Valley, Massachusetts, Berkshire East, and Catamount, Virginia, Massanutan Resort, Bryce Resort, Mario, your backyard, North Carolina, Catalucci Ski Area. Ooh, boy. And in Minnesota, Giants Ridge. Additional resorts are being added, too. That's nice. You sure goddamn are. I like this, this is cool because, yeah, these are... These are the small independent mountains getting together to fight the uh, the man, to fight the big epic and icon passes. You know, because so, they may have to do this just to survive. So I like it. I mean, you know, when we talk about big resorts and we, we always try to go travel to like, you know, big resorts here and there. I tell you what, my fondest memories are going to some of these like tiny little resorts that I've, that I've learned how to ski on, that I've been to. Like, there's something to be said for these little these little gems, I guess. Oh, no doubt. Some of them are, yeah, like you said, absolute gems. And there's again, like just how you said to Europe and, you know, North America, particularly out West, there's a different vibe to those places. Same thing with these little, you know, mom and pop run mountains. And, you know, for skiing and snowboarding to survive and thrive, we really need these to be successful. And, you know, like we're local and we've gone to local mountains, uh, talk to Alba Ventures and, and, you know, even, even they, promote the idea like you know they're looking to go skiing like it's not about like having an endless amount of time or money it's like trying to get your skiing days in and when you have to do that it's great to find these these little local mountains that really you know you might learn how to ski on i i'd imagine more people learn how to ski on these little mountains than they do on the big resorts um you know i, I don't know uh memorable times too which is great so yeah, totally agree cool to see yeah so pretty cool new uh passes that are coming along for this upcoming season all right you got the next one i can take this one too yeah eco affordable housing project in basalt endorsed by planning commission and opposed by neighbors oh so this is big news out of it's going down out of Aspen and it's that the Aspen skiing company has announced that they have a project that they're working on. It's an affordable housing project in Willits town center. And it received endorsement from the basalt planning and zoning commission, but still faces widespread neighborhood opposition. 
Oh man. It's like the reverse gentrification. Yeah. The planning commission voted four to nothing to recommend the approval of the project to the town council, which will start the review process next week. Skiko hopes to have direction from the council by the end of May because they need to exercise an option to buy the property. Mm. And what they're looking to do is they're building four stories uh, within the town's 45-foot height limitation. And they're looking to build 36 units that could house 148 people. Eight of the units would have price controls and be available to renters outside the company with a preference for child care providers. So they're trying to finally get some affordable housing in a ski town. Uh, It usually just gets shut down, but this seems like a pretty legit opportunity. And like I said, you know, of those units, it says eight of them of the 36 um, would have price controls. And that's good because people got that work there have to live too, right? Oh yeah. Well, they were saying that, you know, if they had, if you were looking for a regular place of that, you know, one bedroom size, they said a free market rental complex in Willits rents a one bedroom unit for seventeen hundred and forty per month, Damn. which is not cheap. Yeah. So this is this is you know kind of fighting that whole thing we've been talking about for years about how all these ski towns just get bought up by by rich folks who keep them as you know third fourth fifteenth houses that are abandoned and these would actually have people living in them full time and it's people who are working for the mountains for the most part you know that's that's why they're building this so this is great to see yeah and you know for the rich folk out there that don't give a shit you got you you probably should because when the when the natives get restless they're gonna take take you down so well, plus two, who's going to mow their lawns and and shovel their driveways and watch their kids and make their food? Exactly. You know, they they, they're shutting down the border. I actually saw a great quote online. It said, who has stolen more of your money and freedom, immigrants or the government? Yeah. Think about that. Ponder that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this this will be good to see and it'll be good if other ski towns start trying to adopt that as well. Just trying to you know, get some affordable housing in there. You're gonna, it's gonna better your community by doing that. You're gonna have more services available, more people, you know, growing up and being part of a community and and having. Well, that's it. it. You're gonna have a community. You can't people, have community if people don't live there. These are gonna be folks who are gonna live there full time. They're not gonna be there for four months like a lot of these Aspen folk, and then move, then go back to Silicon Valley or Hollywood or whatever. Right. So yeah, this is people who want to develop roots and 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 you know, grow a family and live in that neighborhood. Well, think of the people that live and work in the town, right? So if, if you price it out of the range, they're going to come in for seasonal help. They're going to work and they're going to get the hell out of there. They're not going to care about the town. But if you, if people are there, I mean, it, it's just different. It's a, it's a real town then, you know? Yeah. They, people need to think a little more long-term, not be so short-sighted. And speaking of that, let's talk about China. They're saying skiing in China is on the rise. Uh, so there are signs that interest in lift gong. I wish we had a freaking gong after you said that. <laughs> wait, wait, do we have a gong? China is on the rise. Oh, yeah, I have nothing to gong. Damn it. No, that's not. Hang on. Hang on. You ready? 
Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So one of a lot of one of China's leading ski regions has reported that lift ticket sales exceeded one million for the first time last season, uh, which is pretty impressive. So um, the Chongli district of Zhangzhou is that a real name in North China's Zhangzhou in uh, China's Ebi province has some of the most advanced ski area infrastructure in the country and it's going to host events in the beijing uh 2022 winter olympic games so it's nice to see they're they're actually ramping up and you know some of china they do a little gamesmanship with some of their stuff they're going to host something and they want to make sure it's a, a prominent showing so they're boosting and uh they're i don't know if they're boosting or they're telling people to go skiing but it's great so um, the, uh, uh, FIS is, is saying that, um, total lift ticket sales in the area's seven ski resorts last season reached 1.07 million during a 100 day ski season, which is pretty, that's pretty good. So, uh, I'm interested to see how the, um, Olympics go. I'm sure they're going to go off pretty good. Cause it seems like unlike Sochi, it, it's an area where they get a lot of snow or they get decent snow. Um, I thought they were saying they don't get snow there and they were going to have to make it all. You know, you hear different things. They said 101-day ski, uh, ski season. That's not bad. It's not amazing, but yeah, they're, uh, it's, it's not terrible either, though. Yeah, so they're saying between the seven skiers today, they have a 169-piece um, with a combined length of 162 kilometers served by a total of 67 lifts. So they're saying skiing is booming in China as it prepares to host the Olympic Games in Beijing. So um, that's interesting, but I I still think... aims to create 300 million skiers and snowboarders. Damn. Yeah. I I think they're... I think this is all like a pump up to the... It's a a hype to uh, to the games, but we'll see. Yeah, they also talk about the indoor all-weather cross-country resort that they yeah. built. Did you That's see that, cool. that picture? It's amazing because they will just go out and just like fill the whole damn thing, you know? Yeah, it looks like a combined like hockey rink and tunnel. Like yeah. you like, would drive your car and they just packed it with snow and like air-conditioned it. And you just train. That's it. It's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Hey, if they could have the... Uh, they're going to have the World Cup in uh, Qatar in, uh, what, two years? Is this still happening, happen. or did they ever change that? No, they didn't change Qatar. I don't think so. Shady FIS talking about the onion and how he thwarted them. It's awesome. I love that guy. Yeah, 2022. Yeah, that's going to be shit And they are, like, the most abusive, like, slave labor Error. It's like indentured servitude. Oh. That's pretty bad. But they got oil money. That's it. Oil money. They actually say, I think, uh, what was the stat? Like, so Vice ran a show on it, and I'm sure it's gotten worse since. But it's almost like it's like one third lives there, and the two thirds are like brought in workers in in the whole country. It's crazy. He's talk about worker revolt rebellion. Yeah. Right. Now's the time, man. 
listen to the Skiba podcast. That's right. Strike down. Do stand down. stand up to your masters. Swarm. Swarm. <laughs> we are not yeah. held responsible for anything that your slaves do. That's right. Disclaimer. Well, well, they say they don't have slaves, so there wouldn't be any slaves. No revolt. That's right. So you want to take over a country, it's called a coup. Yes. All right, next up, David Wise just had an injury and his quote is, I sent it a little harder than I should have. He broke his femur at the Audi 9s competition. God damn. Femur is yeah. not a small bone to break. No, it's not. Isn't that the biggest one in the bottle? Pretty much the most painful one, too. Yeah. Yeah, he was uh, trying. He broke the world's highest air record for the half pipe to banked landing. But then he crashed hard after that, breaking his femur. God damn. He hits a pretty funny Instagram video. Damn, the picture of him with that leg just freaking wow. Oh. Yeah. He's uh he's staying positive about it. He's like, I did something dumb. I got a little overconfident, sent it a little harder than I should have, and paid the price for it. He had oh. his surgery, he's been released from the hospital, and now he's just in recovery mode. So yeah, he's used. He was ready to get you know skiing this this summer and prepare and train, but unfortunately, it's not going to be happening. But he's like, don't feel pity for me. He's like, I have no excuse but to just learn. He's like, I'm gonna learn the banjo. Ah, nice. So he's got a plan for the summer. That's cool. Which is crazy. So David, feel better. Yeah, you know, recover. Can't wait to see you out there again, and just be careful. He's breaking his leg because we don't want to break ours. That's what I'm saying. That's right. He broke it for us. Right. I appreciate it too. All right. So next up we have, we talked about, uh, was it last week or two weeks ago? Somebody doing the switch speed race. Uh, they, they broke the Guinness world record for it, right? Um, I think it was like 86 miles an hour or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Something like that. Uh, so Pro skier Darren Rawls hits 100 miles per hour at Sugar Bowl Resort, California. Uh, so he's going forward, not not backwards. Uh, but he actually hit 101 miles per hour. Um, crazy, right? So he had hit 101, had three spotters, um, and a clear run top to bottom. And I guess he did a few runs. He did 94, 99, then 101 miles per hour. So, that's so crazy. Like, that's um, so awesome. That is so insane. So he said, had uh, fast spring snow and cloud coverage, keeping the surface greasy. Um, and then they have, like, some stats on it. 101 miles per hour max distance, 1.2 miles. So 1.2 miles he covered, he, he reached 101 miles an hour. Uh, and descended uh, 1,033 feet. Wow. So I wonder how much of it was like a runoff. So after you hit that peak, that top speed, I mean, you, you feel like you're just going like, to turn your skis and stop. Like You really need to kind of yeah. have some, some runway available to slow down. I got to say, I might be able to beat him. Think so? And you know what I'm saying this? Just off the cuff, I got to believe I'm fatter than him. <laughs> Dude, man, the weight, the weight will just take me down. If I could go into like a, you know, aerodynamic. Just tuck fat, it. 
fat tuck. I think I may need to eat more barbecue before I get on there. Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah the kind of barbecue that goes to your feet. Keep you uh, nice, yeah. nice, solidly planted. Be great. Collard greens. Just fat it down the mountain, man. Fat guys, fat guys fly. <laughs> but uh, that's pretty awesome. I gotta say, kudos to you because. I think the most I've ever gone is like 70 or 80 miles an hour. And I almost shit my pants. Allegedly almost shit my pants. I hit, I hit almost 72 once <laughs> according to the ski tracks app and tell your ride. I don't believe the ski tracks. I don't think it's right. I believe it wholeheartedly. We need to go out with a radar gun because I think you go faster. I think ski tracks is slow. It's probably a little slower. It's bullshit. Maybe I do agree with that then. Fake, fake news. Fake news. We need, we need to go out there with the radar gun. And when the ski patrol says, what are you doing? i like, nothing, man. Yeah. <laughs> Just hanging out with the radar gun. Wait for my buddy to come down. He's like, he's like, I'm looking at a little place called none of your goddamn business. <laughs> We're going to ski in a little, little valley. No, 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 goddamn business. <laughs> <laughs> All awesome. right. And one last story in the ski news. This Wall is Street. from the Wall Street Journal. Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg drops 59 million on Lake Tahoe properties. This is not actually ski news, but it kind of is because Lake Tahoe Lake is Tahoe. a magical, wonderful ski, you know, all year amazing resort. But you have to realize when it gets fucked up, who started fucking it up. So yeah. it's good. It's good to cover. Yeah. And I tweeted this and put it on Facebook last week that, you know, because we are the products that makes Facebook money. Our pictures, our comments, our everything. That's that's just Facebook using our data to create ads that they think we're gonna click on. They, you know, adjust our feeds to get us more angry and fired up so we use the app more and click on more ads. Because of that. I feel like we actually got a house in Lake Tahoe and that we should be able to use it. Zuckerberg's fortune is built on our information and our photos and videos and comments. So that house is actually part ours. It's people's house. It really is. He bought two private estates on Tahoe's West shore, South of Tahoe city. Uh, the first property purchased is known as the Carousel Estate. It was one of the handful of high-profile Tahoe properties that landed on the real estate market in 2017. He also purchased that property for $22 million, $7.5 million less than the listing price. Damn. Look at that. Guy's a fucking billionaire, and he's still friggin' chewing down the price. <laughs> fucking dick. Fuck what that guy. Dick. Yeah. What a dick. Yeah. So we're going to get the official address. We're going to find out where it is and we're going to start. Imagine just bringing like a bunch of RVs having a big old party on his property. That's it, man. Isn't, isn't Facebook like a big GoFundMe? Isn't it like a donation thing? Because think about it. Like they didn't build anything for us. They built a place for us to give them our stuff. So kind of like you're saying, like this, this is kind of our house. Um, I'm just thinking like Facebook is our company. We should we just roll in there. Anybody should right. be able to walk in and be like, yeah, I'm having coffee. Go fuck yourself. Just pick one of the estates and we'll take that one. That's it. Same. Yeah. <laughs> but fuck Mark Zuckerberg and fuck Facebook. I'm calling really part, party out at Zuckerberg's house. And that wraps up the ski news for the week. So rolling into the main topic, 
And we'll be honest, our main topic is a little bit loose this week. We had so many good stories. It was more fun just talking about that kind of stuff. Oh, we talked about a lot of stuff. Already. We talked about a lot of stuff. Yeah, we had some some really good stories this week. There's already a podcast. And so, yeah, we'll just, we're kind of winging this main topic. It's that time of year. You know, it's been that time of year the last couple of weeks. But where we are, you know, it's just sort of starting to wind down the ski season and getting into the summer times. And we talked about depression. We've talked about highlights from the season. And now it's, you know, once you start, you lay that thick layer of wax on your skis that you're not going to scrape off till the fall. You got to start. You're you're at the t- you've already flipped the egg timer. You have to start preparing already for next season, right? And at least have a plan to prepare. Like at least what have are, a what plan. are you going to do, right? Yeah, and of course, everyone after every ski season is always like, "Well, I'm going to work out harder this summer, and I'm going to be better for next season." And probably four percent of people actually do and follow through on that. Everybody goes to the beach, gets fat, sits a, sits by a pool or on a beach and drinks, and that's just it. eat fish tacos inside. Eat drink margaritas with them, and right, yeah. But now is the time. Like now is really the time where you can start preparing, and 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 you can still have your skiing memories from the season fresh enough, where you're like, yeah, you know what? If I'd gotten a little better shape, I would be able to do more of those runs or make that climb or or do that descent. So now, I mean, you really can start manifesting next season now by getting the exercise, the flexibility, the endurance training, all that stuff you need now, preparing and getting started so that when November comes or October comes and you're ready, like you can just get out there and, and be the best you can be. That's exactly right. Ski season starts now. Your skiing for, ski season for next year starts now. And you know what? We're not getting any younger. So what you're doing is you're getting minute by minute that you're listening to this podcast, that you're sitting there doing stupid shit that you shouldn't be doing, that you're not working out, getting ready for ski season. You're losing life, getting to the end of your life. And you know what you're going to miss in between if you don't get in shape is you're going to miss that ski season. You're going to miss all that skiing, all that pow, all that fun. That's right. Just saying. And I'll be honest, the way I look at things is I never want to rule out going to South America every summer. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to win the lottery, if I'm going to have some sort of windfall that, that presents me with tens of thousands of dollars and gives me time where I could go and do that. So wild card. Wild card. So I want to be in top ski shape right out of the gate. As soon as I, I gave myself a couple weeks where I, I didn't do as hard a leg. I did a lot of body weight stuff, really more to let injuries heal up and to kind of start working on a little more flexibility and, and just uh, core strength. But now I've started to, to ramp it back up again. Uh, and I feel better already. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm never keeping South America crossed out saying it's not going to happen. I want to be any, ready. Am I going to make day. that move? Any if I day. Got, if I gotta be like July twelfth, you're going to you're going to Bariloche. I wanted my body to be, bro, get me on that plane, we're going. I'm ready. Going somewhere. Going to Alaska. Going to Alaska. All right. So what do you got? What how are we keeping in shape, Brian? My thing is I I try to I try to mix things up as much as possible. 
you know, weight training, kind of do different, you know, body, body parts, regions, you know, different days. And I like, you know, I don't like to do a ton of isolation stuff. I like to do a lot of full body stuff. Cause again, your, your body, when you're skiing works different parts, but works all as one unit. So, you know, I try to do a lot more kettlebell stuff and, you know, a lot of, a lot of incorporating squats, even if I do like glamour muscles, like biceps, I'll do bicep curls while squatting, like locked in a squat position, you nice. know, so you still get a little bit of additional leg workouts, trying to do more running and trying to get on the bike more now that the weather's getting nice and got a couple bikes. Fuck it out, man. want to do some more biking. So again, just mixing it all up and, you know, making sure core and leg are the most, you know, most exercised and, and built upon areas and trying to prevent injuries too, because injuries in the summertime or anytime suck, especially if you're preparing for something else. Well, that, you know, I'm glad you mentioned injuries. So one of the things I'm looking at to, to do a little bit more at is a little bit more stretching, maybe a little bit of yoga. Yoga is so, a beautiful thing. Yeah. I always love yoga when I do it, but I never make time to do yoga. So it's kind of like when I do it, I'm like, oh, this is great. I'll do it for like weeks, you know, a few weeks in a row. Uh, it's great. It's great. It's great. And I just stopped doing it. I'm like, I don't know. I'm just not, not going back. You're like, it's just weird. So I think I want to do a little bit more of that. I want to make a, an effort to stretch a little bit more, especially in the mornings, just to kind of limber up and before doing stuff. Cause I have That's a, a big one. Yeah. Dude, I have a habit of just doing shit. And it's like, so it's good to warm up. So I think I spoke to somebody as a physical therapist and I, I kind of, I don't know, I didn't agree with them. They were like, well, rather than stretch out, you should warm up doing light, whatever activity you're going to do, do it lightly and then stretch out after. And I'm like, you know what? I've never been like that. I'm, I've always been like a stretch, then do something and then stretch at the end again. But I don't know. I guess uh, make sure you don't stretch too hard, I guess, before you start working out, then work out and then stretch. You stretch a little bit deeper. Uh, but yoga is just good. I mean, it's so good for full body exercise and core strength. Yeah. Again, a lot of times like, stabilize your muscles, which you don't ever work out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I was you know, saying earlier that Andrew does that, that beach body thing and she does this 80 day obsession and I did one of her Saturday workouts with her and it's like a 35 minute workout where it's just, it's, you know, a lot of body weight and cardio stuff. And it just like, it kicked my ass. I was just dripping sweat <sighs> yeah. after doing it. And again, cause you know, it's a combination of, of strength and endurance and you know, like I'm good running. I, I usually bang out like five miles a couple times a week. I'm, I'm pretty decent strength wise doing, you know, exercises. But when you mix those two together, it is a different goddamn world. And we do a different workout. I mean, if if you run every day, right, you'll be able to bang out five miles, no problem, right? But now you do something else that you don't do normally, and your body just like is like, what the fuck is going on? Crazy. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's great though too to to mix those things up and try different sports or activities because you know you can find some holes in your in your not your routine, just holes in your conditioning that aren't exposed until you've done something else. Cause you know, it's so easy to think you're in great shape. Then you go, go for a hike or you said, go paddle boarding or kayaking or biking. And you're like, Whoa, I'm not in good shape for these particular sports. So it's good to 
keep doing different things and, and keep keeping your muscles guessing so you can get them ready and get them strong for when you get back on the slopes. Well, it's definitely good to work out of the gym, but you definitely have to keep getting out. I mean, you know, while a lot of people complain that they don't like the winter because there's not much to do, you got to be conscious of that and like do a whole bunch of shit during the summer because I mean, that's, that's the off season, but you gotta enjoy it out, out there too. Otherwise you're going to hate it. You know, got to get out the beach, do a little powder boarding, do a little running, do, you know, something to get out biking, you know, there's so um, much fun stuff to do. Yeah. Cause the real exercise that you do outside is so much better than being in a gym. You know, I, I just, I've never been a gym person. Um, cause I'm not a big glamour muscle guy. I just, I'd rather do stuff than be able to look good. You know? Um, I don't know. Just, uh, just my point of view, but, uh, yeah, definitely a lot more muscles, you know, and even in the gym, like the, you know, the non-conventional things like working out with a basu ball, like doing, doing things like that, whether you're doing weights on them or balance stuff or, you know, just change up that workout. Cause, uh, It'll help you in the long run. Yeah, well, I'm looking at uh, there's an article we're going to post in the show notes, and it's about how to get fit for skiing. And you know, they're talking more about getting ready before the season starts. You know, right before. But this is good because it breaks out into those three categories: endurance, strength, and flexibility. And for endurance, it's got cycling, running, and then the gym. And then strength, it's got quadriceps and core. Flexibility, stretching, and yoga. So, you know, a lot of the stuff that we were were talking about. And again, nice. you know, one thing that it's just uh, regarding injuries to be careful of. You know, as you get older too, you know, you gotta watch out. And you know, if you're a gym person, like trying to get those those big numbers or those things you were putting up when you were younger, you know, it's it's it sucks facing your your demise. But if you can find a way to change things up in a way that makes you stronger, more durable, and more anti-fragile, that's way better than trying to match a personal best or a personal record. Because again, the gym is what it is. It's a, it's a training tool for doing what you want to do. And if you can make sure you stay healthy and stay strong and stay ready and more prepared for the sport. That's the most important thing. Yeah. I also think now too, there, there's some other tools that you could look at using. So I know I need a lot of motivation to get to the gym. Um, not so much to work out. Like I'll just do stuff, but it's kind of residual workout. Like I don't consider a workout, but like for me, like I'll ride 10 miles on a bike. Like oh, I just went here and there. Like I didn't ride, you know what I mean? Like hard. But, you know, sometimes it might help to get like a little a little workout app or something like that on your phone. And there's a ton of them out there. So I would say try them out. There's a few that I've used, I mean, that, that really do get you going. Like, so for biking, I've used Map My Ride. Uh, they also have Map My Fitness. Um, they kind of at least track your stuff and then you can do a little social media. Uh, the big thing for bikers, which I got into probably like, two years ago, uh, I started doing Strava and Strava has biking and running. Um, and it's kind of cool. Cause like you can post a ride and your, your buddies will post a ride. Like, Oh yeah, I did 20 miles. And they'll be like, I did, you know, 10 miles. And you're like, you say, Hey, that, that's pretty cool. But 
you can also track how many miles you do during the week. So while it might seem like a little superficial, like, oh, I just want to get like, credit for it with my friends, you don't have to share it. Like, I don't share a lot of my stuff, but I'll be able to look at my app and say, okay, I did 100 miles this week, which is good. You know, like you want to you see that overall tracking. Um, I know Peloton does something where they actually, uh, that's more of a subscription, but you can actually download, you could stream the, uh, the workouts and they have like all different workouts. It's not just biking anymore. Um, there's other ones where you can try to plan your, your fitness goal and they'll, they'll tell you what workouts to do. So that can kind of help jumpstart you. Cause sometimes you just don't know what to do. You know, you go to the gym, you're like, I don't know what the fuck I want to do today. Yeah. I'm not in a, ri- in a rhythm or routine, you know, that's kind of the worst thing you can do. Cause you'll just do something that's super easy and, su- and not really beneficial. Yeah. Like you come I'll back, go, you're like, I'll do the elliptical for half an hour. You're like right. barely sweating and. Or, or, you, or you get out, you're like, I did uh, abs and fucking like calves, like, and that's it. And I did elliptical, like, did, in no way is that helping me when I work out, you know? Nope. Um, Nike Plus has a, has a, they have another workout app. So there are some, like, you got to play around with the, the ones that charge you money, the ones that are free. Uh, if they charge you money, it might be worth it. Um, I got to say the Peloton... They charged you. I didn't like when they raised the price, but um, it was okay. Uh, I know friends that are doing the Peloton app because they're sharing it with their spouse, uh, or you could share it with a friend, and that's where you get like, you know, somebody does it for the biking, and then another person does it for the running, or the uh, they actually have a boot camp thing on there, uh, which is pretty cool. I think that's like it's either ten dollars a month or fourteen dollars a month, so. You know, depending on what your price range, what you're willing to, I'm not willing to pay anything, so I'm a little too <laughs> bastard. So I'll I'll actually try stuff for like a month and just do the one month. You know, I don't I don't have big lofty goals. I, I know I'm not going to get super gigantic, so I'm like, let me just try this for a week or for a month and and see how it is. You know, I mean that's always good too because sometimes you just need the motivation. You know. Yeah, it's easy to get caught in a, a rut doing the same things over and over again that may not be benefiting you at that point because you know your body gets used to doing the same things over and over again so you need to to mix things up and change it up to get the results yeah or even do something totally different like there's a cto place that just opened up by me i'm thinking about doing kickboxing like i might as well you know do a few classes why not yeah i got that you know i've i've showed pictures of it is that that bob that punching thing yeah yeah when I got it, I was doing it like at least once a week. I had my little, you know, I set up like a, a timer app and I would do, you know, a five, five minute rounds. I think it was three minute rounds. I forget how I started. I think it was three minute rounds, you know, right. just doing boxing. And man, that kicks your ass. If, yeah. if you've never done like, you know, like a boxing round. And I would, I would make sure I was moving around and ducking and getting out of the way and doing, you know, regular stance and southpaw and just trying to focus on technique and movement and that just wipes you out another great workout full body nice but that's what people don't realize you're not just punching you're like moving your body weight like when was the last time you shifted your entire body weight like on a regular day walking down the street going to the office doing normal shit i am not shifting any body weight i'm going forward i'm going back I'm not falling down. I'm like, I'm not really shitting. You know what I mean? I'm not juking anybody. (laughs) What about jumping? 
Yeah. When's the last time you jumped? Exactly. You know, like we don't, as adults, you need to jump more. Does anybody know the vertical? Like <laughs> off the top of your head. Do you know, is it two inches? Is it six inches? Is it a foot? Like, what is your vertical? You know, like measurement vert. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, but like you said, like when was the last time you jumped as high as you could? You remember yeah. like the, was like the presidential physical fitness thing where they had they recorded like how many push-ups you could do and yeah. pull up sit-ups and you know the one mile run like when's the last time we had that as adults dude i guarantee you get the paper from when you did it last you will not be able to do like one quarter of the pull-ups one quarter of yeah, the right. push-ups you might be able to do some of the sit-ups but i tell you what it's you will be like oh my god i was in better shape at like 12 years old than i am now <laughs> It's really crazy. You're like, wow. I didn't, and you didn't work out at 12. You just ran around. You ran just around existed. like an, just a kid. Yeah. yeah. Ran around like an idiot with your friends. <laughs> like, there's no working out. Like, you didn't have access to a gym. Yeah. But we've been civilized to death in this country. Well, everyone work 80 hours, work 80 hours a week and do this and live like a hamster, run in your wheel, eat your little nibbling, your little uh, food pellets that we give you at 12 o'clock exactly. Exactly. It's such a bullshit system that we've uh, we've accepted. Here's another thing. So, like when I when I was moving, I was kind of like debating about you know do I move? I want to be in your family, all this other stuff. So I moved down here, and I'm like, you know, before moving, I remember taking off my shoes and walking in the grass. When was the last time? Like a lot of people, it's been a long time since you even touched the grass. Like I used to do it all the time. I used to just slide in the grass, just run around like. Now you put on clothes, like a dipshit, you go to a job, sit in a freaking office, and what do you do? You die right a little bit away. Die a little bit more every day. Yeah. You touch grass. When was the last time you got dirty? Like dirt, like filth dirty, like rolling in the dirt. You know what I mean? Like you do that when you're a kid, but you don't do it as an adult. It's true. I mean, it's frowned you, upon. I think you missed that. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. 100%. Yeah. Just walk up to somebody tomorrow. They're getting on a city bus. Take a handful of nice, clean dirt. Just throw it right in their face. <laughs> They're like, you're welcome. And just, you know, spread the love. You've been freed. <laughs> freed. You've been freed. Touch this patch of grass. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. You've been blessed by nature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of stuff you can do to start preparing and, and keeping yourself in great shape for the upcoming ski season, whether you're still skiing right now, which a lot of our listeners are, or if you're getting ready to go to South America, which some other listeners are. Or you're recouping, you know? Or you're recouping. So there's always... Skiing is always on the horizon. Just remember that. And always be ready because you never know when you're getting that call and you've got to hop on and, and be on the slopes in 24 hours. So A-B-S. Always be skiing. That's right. That's what that light in your car says. Not right. It's not analog brakes. It says, always be skiing. Why are or you driving to work? That's right. You're going the wrong way. You turn. What was the, uh, have you made your peace with your God today? And are <laughs> you going to ski, right? Like the, uh, always be closing. That's right. Always be skiing. So if you have any tips or any advice, workout apps, routines, <laughs> hit us up, let us know, and we'll share the love. Skibumpodcast at gmail.com. Under the ropes. All right. So if anybody has a phone or hasn't answered their phone, then maybe you don't know about this. 
there is a one ring robo call scam going on right now. So basically the FCC issued a warning about this type of call this last Friday. And they're saying, according to the alert, if it called several times in a row with only one ring on each call, whoever behind the call is probably trying to get you to call the number back. So don't call them back. Um, if you were to return the call, a person or a recording might answer in an effort to keep you on the phone. And while you're trying to make sense, there might be expensive toll charges going on the call. So it's much like if you were calling back a 1-900 number. So unfortunately, you might not have called the 1-900 number to start, but they call you from that and then you call it back. And then before you know it, hey, I'm calling the 1-900 number, you know? Is that such a dumb system where it's okay? If someone calls you, it's no, it doesn't cost you anything. But if you call them, it costs you. Yeah, it's, kind of, it's still it's shady, right? It's super shady. So if I call you, why shouldn't I be charged? Because I'm calling you. That's how it is. You're you're calling me, so you're yes, I'm calling you. But yeah, that's just weird. I don't know. But you're calling me back, so why are you charged? That's why, yeah, you never, you always, it's true. Yeah. I, it's, I'm it's, returning your call. Yeah. Like you should split that then. Yeah. It's weird. Anyway, they're just trying to scam everybody out. There's, there's a ton of freaking phone scams out there. Yeah. I got a couple of these from like Slovenia and I accidentally butt dialed one. Like, <laughs> you know, I luckily I got it within like a couple seconds, but. I must have had it in my my pocket, and you know sometimes it just redials the last number, and like I've blocked so many of them, but they all just they keep fucking calling. Slovenia, wow. um, some of the other ones that I've gotten. Dude, I I get them all from New York City. Oh really? Yeah, my phone. I got I got one today. I get one almost every day or every other day, and they call and there's nobody there and it hangs up. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'm not calling you back. <laughs> yeah, we're getting Lithuania, Slovenia, Uganda. Really? Yeah. Oh, that prince from Uganda, he owes me like fucking two billion dollars, man. That must have been who called me, your prince. Dude, if you get him on the phone, tell, tell him he owes me some money. He's just you reaching get, out to confirm that you are the correct recipient of that money. Well, make sure you give him my number and my social security number. Done. He needs that, you know. Done. <laughs> All right, we got one more story here under the ropes, and it's that a couple ate raw marmot believed to have health benefits, and then they died of the plague. Damn! Yeah. Holy shit, dude. This was out in crazy-ass Mongolia near the Russian border. Mongolia. Genghis Khan got him again. Yeah. They had to quarantine people. Holy shit. For fear of catching the disease. American, the place no joke. An American Peace Corps volunteer who has lived in the remote mountainous region for two years has told the press. The illness that sparked widespread alarm among the town's roughly 1,400 residents and visitors and left them isolated for six days. It turned out it was the plague. God damn. They the got town, it from the marmot, though? That's what they're saying. Get the the town is Saganur which is located near the border between Mongolia and Russia was recently sealed off following the deaths of a local couple who contracted the plague from eating the raw meat 
and organs of an infected marmot. Damn. I can't say I'm not surprised because you ate a fucking rat genome species, but... Yeah, they're not the cleanest, healthiest animals. Um, God damn. They said that Ariyuntuya Ochipurev with the World Health Organization in Ulaanbaatar told the Washington Post that some Mongolians believe eating the rodents' uncooked innards to be very good for health. Uh, uncooked. There we go. Eat your meat mm, to a certain mm, temperature bitch. to avoid freaking parasites or death. How about that? The husband and wife reportedly ate the kidney, gallbladder, and stomach of the creature, a type of large squirrel found in the region. Yeah, I bet you have, like, fucking selfies. Like, look at us. We're doing some crazy... I don't think they have cameras there, man. If they had cell phones, they'd look up, should I eat marmot (laughs) organs? And it would have said, fuck no, stop. Go to to Chick-fil-A. Even if it's cooked. Are you kidding me? Holy shit. They said that consuming the raw marmot meat resulted in what was probably an agonizing death. That's horrible. Why would you eat raw meat in another country? Oh, well, they were from there. Ah, oh, god damn. Yeah. Well, so, good luck. So the guy was a thir- was 38 years old and was a border agent, and his yeah. wife was 37. They died of multiple organ failure called by septicemic plague and then according to the center for disease control and prevention septicemic plague causes fever chills extreme weakness abdominal pain abdominal pain shock and possibly bleeding into the skin and other organs a person's skin and other tissues can also turn black and die god damn what's the over under on them shitting themselves (laughs) oh for sure there's no doubt. <laughs> the minute you shit yourself like repeatedly, you got to go to the doctor. Yeah, just take some NyQuil. You'll be fine. <laughs> NyQuil. Rub some vapor rub on it. You'll vitamin, be good. Take like a double dose of vitamin C. You'll be fucking golden. Ugh, it's horrible, man. That's, that's a, a really... bad way to go. And there's no way that meal was good. But dude, Is why that... the fuck are you eating raw squirrel meat? Of like a kidney goat, like the innards of like a raw fucking animal. That's horrible, It's not man. even like Kobe marmot. If it was like oh. you know, some high end beer drinking fed marmot, it'd be different. But this I think farm raised man. That shit was like we just found it outside and just like served it to you. Just a nasty rodent, just probably eating dead bits of something else before. Damn, like mm, this marmot is oh, it's so tasty, and then boom, dead. You know, if you take anything out of this podcast, just don't eat any raw marmot, marmot organs. I mean, you know, it's funny. You're thinking, oh, they got E. coli. They got that. No, they got the fucking plague. The plague. The goddamn plague. Like the 18th century abolished. Like, yeah, that fucking thing they got. Yep. God damn. All because they passed Chick-fil-A to eat this marmot. That's right. Go eat Chipotle or a marmot. That seems oh. like some Russian propaganda. They just kind of started filtering into Mongolia to just have these people just kill themselves. Right? Like, oh, yes, we, we've heard legends that these marmots give you much power and strength. So, like, <laughs> these dummies gang- are going to believe it. That's a Genghis Khan marmot, man. He's just yeah. taking people out. Yep. Gotcha. So, I guess that wraps up the podcast for the week, eh? Yeah, I think the, uh, I think I'm not eating anything that looks like anything close to a Cook marmot. it to 160 degrees, right? I'm frying everything, dude. There's like just an outbreak. Fry. So, there was a, um, McMarmots? Hepatitis A down here. 
Oof. So I'm like, so somebody didn't cook food or like just nasty restaurants or something. I don't know. There's like one restaurant where they served like a few birthday parties and a wedding in one day. And there was like a few cases of fucking hepatitis A. That is horrible. They probably like interacted with like two grand, 2000 people. Crazy. Oh no. Yeah. So bad news. I'm not eating anywhere. I'm not talking to anybody. I ain't Good for you. looking at anybody. I'm going to be in a bubble. You're better off. It's be hot as shit, but I'll be in a bubble, man. <laughs> live, <laughs> live to live to sit in your bubble. Another day. Live to ski another day. Right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. We do appreciate it. Check us out, skibumpodcast.com. We got a shop on there too, skibumpodcast.com slash shop. Buy some stuff. Also, check us out on the socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We are at skibumpodcast. Go to your favorite podcasting app and rate us and subscribe. We're also on iHeartRadio, Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud, Pinterest. Check us out. Thank you again. We really appreciate it. And we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, I said, see ya.